here at 89.3 WMKV and Real Life Real Estate Investing is coming up in just a moment. Okay, let's see if we can hit these buttons here. And uh, they seem to not be working. Okay, well, we will be getting to Real Life Real Estate Investing here. Uh, let's see if this button will work. Hotkey, user input, yes. Okay. <laughs> this is very, very interesting this afternoon. Uh, I could sing the theme again, but we have to get the uh, caller on the line. Uh, Dave, if you're out there, uh, please come on in here. And uh, the uh, buttons do not seem to be working at the moment uh, for the themes and all that kind of thing, uh, which we can go to right to the show because we don't need themes. But I do need to get our, our guest on the line here. So let's listen to uh, just a brief little snippet of music here while we take care of that. Good evening and welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, as every week, we're putting folks just like you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Go to realliferealestateradio.com and vote on our new theme music <laughs> that happens when the board suddenly shuts down, apparently due to me plugging my computer into the same outlet as the thingy here. Ah, professional radio at its best. You gotta love live programming. If you do go to realliferealestateradio.com, be sure and fan the site because when you do, you'll get weekly reminders of what's coming up here on Real Life Real Estate Investing as well as your chance to suggest shows. 
offer yourself up as a guest, ask questions of our guests, all kinds of cool stuff. When you go to realliferealestateradio.com, you'll join one of the almost 2,200 fans of the program and get even more direct access to Real Life Real Estate. Thank you to all the folks who have been posting messages to realliferealestateradio.com asking about the iTunes feed. We're working on it, folks. All the shows up until July are up there and there's like a hundred for you to go through. So entertain yourself with those while we work on getting the last couple of months programming up on the iTunes feed. And if you're here in the greater Cincinnati area, join us tomorrow night for the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati meeting. So really interesting meeting. The opening program at six o'clock is 10 things you need to know before you invest one dime in real estate. Just little tidbits of advice for the new investor who doesn't want to make the same mistakes as all the rest of us have. The main meeting beginning at seven o'clock is candidate night. A number of candidates in local elections will be appearing at Cincinnati RIA and uh, you'll get to ask them your questions about real estate related issues here in the area. Most importantly, if we can get a big turnout, we can show these folks that Real estate entrepreneurs are business people. We do care, we do vote, and we do expect them to listen to our issues. At the same time, there will be a silent auction of real estate education to benefit Ohio Real Estate Investors Association's political action committee. So you might be able to pick up a brand new, really cool course for not too much money. That's the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati tomorrow night at the usual location the Community Action Agency building at Jordan Crossing at the corner of Reading and Seymour, just about three blocks off of I-75, easily reachable for everybody. More information at CincinnatiRIA.com or at 859-292-7342. My guest tonight, assuming that all the other technical stuff works tonight, <laughs> is Than Merrill, who is the CEO of Fortune Builders, Inc. and CT Homes. He's a full-time real estate investor, speaker, and one of the most successful investors in the nation. You probably know him from A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House, or from his time served in the NFL with Chicago Bears or Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's also the keynote speaker at the upcoming Ohio Real Estate Investors Association convention here in Cincinnati on November 5th through 8th. Joining us by phone is Than Merrill. Than, are you there? I sure am. How are you doing, Vina? Oh, I am so glad to hear that. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> it's always nice when your guest is on. <laughs> yes, and, and, and you should see Mike in here trying to like push buttons at random, getting stuff to work in here. And I don't know if it's the weather or what, what's going on, but the, 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 uh, we were a little afraid the station had crashed here for a moment. Um, Than, you have been in the real estate business in, in, in a number of different capacities uh, for the last few years. And you're doing, you're buying seven to 10 deals a month. And I don't, you know, folks see on the, on the TV show, I don't think they really get what the scope of your business is because, you know, we get little 30 minute bites of, of what's happening. Can you talk a little bit about, about the, all the stuff that you do in real estate? Yeah, I sure can. In fact, I mean, we do quite a few things. 
for those of you who might be unfamiliar with me, we, we have two offices, actually. We have an office in New Haven, Connecticut, and that's where my business partner, Paul, and I, who's also featured on the show, uh, we started that business seven years ago, and we started out the first year just acquiring a lot of rentals. Uh, we did a couple rehabs, and we wholesaled a couple properties, so we were really trying to figure out what niche we wanted to focus on, what we liked, and obviously at the time we had limited capital, so we were you know, trying to work around all of those different caveats. Well, over the past seven years, uh, we've grown. We now have another office in San Diego, California, which is where I live. Uh, we really focus on wholesaling. That is right now about 60% of our business. Uh, however, we do a lot of rehabs like you see on the show, and that's what the show features. Uh, it just features projects that we pick up and then we're, we renovate and we resell. Uh, we also buy quite a few rental properties. We also have a couple apartment buildings. Uh, we do have some commercial properties. Uh, but we focus mainly on residential properties and, and quick-turning properties, either wholesaling or rehabbing. And uh, we've just done uh, – it, it's been a phenomenal business. We've had to adjust our business to, obviously, what's going on in the market, as you know, every real estate investor has to. Uh, we found some opportunities in the down market, and uh, so we've been doing quite a few things. But we do invest uh, mainly in San Diego and Connecticut. That's just because we have our office there and we have staff there. Uh, we do invest in other states, uh, but that's generally just a handful of deals throughout the course of the year that we will pick up. And generally, those deals are brought to us by some of our students who don't necessarily have the funding for the particular project. So. That's kind of what we do. Um, we've reinvested a lot of our money over time, actually, into lending. We do a, a tremendous number of hard money loans as well, so we have a branch of our business that does that. But really, our bread and butter has been wholesaling and rehabbing homes, and that's kind of our niche and what we're known for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, again, folks who are familiar with, with Flip This House probably were under the impression that, you know, you guys just did rehabs and that you know i guess you, you do one every 30 minutes if you <laughs> watch the watch the show but really you, you guys have been have have moved with the market when, when, oh, when definitely i mean we we, we also a lot that's been a beautiful business for us and i know you're an expert in that as well and, and you do a lot of that as well and that's been a great business and we don't feature it at all on tv show because to be honest with you, it's it's not as glamorous or as sexy as rehabbing. There's not anything to really feature on TV. I mean, as a wholesaler, you're just putting properties under contract and then remarketing them to other investors. So, uh, you know, I, I've tried to get the show to feature a couple episodes about wholesaling, wholesale deals, but they kind of turned their nose up at me and said, well, you know, it doesn't really make for a good TV show because there's not much that's actually happening besides contracts being pushed back and forth. So, uh, you know, they, they have a tendency just to focus on the rehab side because obviously there's something that's visual. Uh, and generally it's a more dramatic, there's a little bit more drama when you get involved with contractors and projects in that manner. So that, that's kind of what they focus on the show. But we do a lot of different things. And it really, it kind of depends on the, on the property that is presented to us. We look at, you know, does the property cash flow? How much equity are you picking up? Is it a multi-unit? Is it a single family? Is it a, something that our buyers list would, would want to snatch up right away without doing any work? And so 
we look at each property individually and try to formulate the best exit strategy depending on the property that we are presented with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the common thing to all of these strategies is finding the deal in the first place. Uh, if you're going to do nine to ten deals a month, there has to be a marketing machine underlying that just to find enough motivated sellers to do that number of deals. And I know when you when you come and speak at the OREA convention uh, coming up here in just a couple of weeks now, you're, that's really what you're going to be focusing on because the exit strategy doesn't matter nearly as much as can I find the deal. I, I agree. In fact, that that is half your business, if not more. And that's the number one challenge that most beginning and intermediate real estate investors have is they're just not presented with enough opportunities to evaluate and make offers on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we don't focus in a particular niche by saying, hey, we just go after pre-foreclosures. You know, we, we focus in a lot of different areas. Uh, we go after probate properties, fire damage properties. Uh, we have a tendency to, to focus more on properties that have equity, uh, although you'll have to make more offers, and a lot of your offers, offers will get turned down on properties that have equity. We found those to be more profitable deals. Uh, we also get some REOs. Uh, you know, every single month we'll pick up generally one to two REO properties. And in a lot of markets, you know, a lot of investors are focusing just on REOs. So it, it really is kind of subjective to the market you live in, but if you want to do volume, you have to actively market. Uh, and so we have a considerable amount of marketing that goes out every single month to draw in the leads that we get from sellers. And we do everything from online marketing to direct mail uh, to simple things like signs and, and building relationships with uh, key brokers. And once you've been in a, a market for a while, it actually gets easier, believe it or not, because you form relationships with people who bring you a lot of the stuff either before it's listed on the MLS uh, or they uh, students even bring deals, other investors bring deals that we form relationships with. So it's not like I can say, hey, guys, go do this one marketing campaign and that's going to provide you all the income on all the real estate deals you need because it, it's going to provide you leads, but you just weed through those to find the one good deal. And you know, Rena, it, it generally on average, it takes you about 20 to 25 leads to get one property that is actually a good deal for you to be able to buy. So we just, pro- we just that's the thing I'm really going to be focusing on, showing investors how you get these leads and, and not just, you know, making offers on the MLS because so many people focus on that just to start out. And, and yes, you can get deals there, but, you know, what about all the other channels that you can open yourselves up to? And then the other half of the equation is obviously finding buyers for those deals. So that's what I'm going to speak on. That's why I'm honored to come there and, and share basically what we've been doing for the past seven years to find these opportunities so that other people can use that information and go find themselves a good deal, you know, a couple weeks after that event. Mm-hmm. And that's largely what we're going to focus on for the rest of the program, although, of course, we have a much more limited time here than folks will at OREA. Two things that I want to let our listeners know. Number one, you can still get your discounted tickets to the OREA convention by going to wmkvfm.org. And by doing that, you're not only getting into an awesome four-day event that includes Than Merrill and 12 other expert speakers, but you're also supporting public radio. You can see the entire just 
amazing, awesome lineup at oreaconvention.com, but make your pledge at wmkvfm.org. Also, if you have any questions for Than Merrill, you can give us a call live today at 772-9658, or if you're outside the greater Cincinnati area, at 877-772-9658, or send us an email by going to askvina at gmail.com. Program support comes from the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati, a nonprofit educational association with programs available for real estate investors at all levels of experience. RIA meets on the first and third Thursdays of every month. More information about RIA and their meetings is available at 859-292-7342. Checking on traffic right now. We have an accident on Mitchell eastbound near I-75. Again, that is Mitchell uh, eastbound at I-75. Other than that, uh, just delays in the usual spots, including 71 southbound at Pfeiffer. And on Norwood Ladder, a little heavier than usual between Paddock and 75. Your weather forecast this evening calls for cloudy skies. We have a uh, 30% chance of more showers until daybreak tomorrow morning. Tonight's low around 40 degrees. Tomorrow, a 90% chance of showers. Are you up that? Hmm. With a high of 48 degrees, uh, getting down into the 30s tomorrow night. Then on Friday, cloudy skies, 40% chance of rain, a high of 45. On Saturday and Sunday, uh, dry but cooler. Daytime highs Saturday only around 48, lows around 32. Sunday, a high around 55 and a low around 35. So we should give you back in the mid-60s again next week. Coming up a little later this evening on WMKV. If you love music, you'll love WMKV's evening lineup tonight. At 8 p.m. after Mystery Playhouse, it's Hit Parade Highlights. At 9 o'clock tonight, Don't Miss In Concert. And at 10 p.m., Barbershop Harmony. Followed at 11 p.m. by Music Till Midnight. Your favorites are right here every day on 89.3 FM, WMKV, the way radio was and is meant to be. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Than Merrill, CEO of Fortune Builders, doer of 9 to 10 deals a month, star of Flip This House, former NFL player, you know, the whole, you've, you've seen his resume. If you want to give us a call and ask any questions directly of Than, this is your big chance to interact with a TV star, 772-9658 or 877-772-9658, or send an email to askvina at gmail.com. Than, we did get a call during the break uh, from someone saying that it was hard to hear you, and they were wondering if you were on a speakerphone and could pick up a handset. We don't know what's happening here. How about now? Does it sound a little better now? Uh, just a little. <laughs> uh, this, <laughs> yeah, that, I got, uh, can you hear me? I mean, this is my landline, so this is about <laughs> as good as I can get here. Mike, Mike says it, Mike says it does sound better. So, all right, we're, okay, good. we're, we're in good shape. And we are getting some questions from listeners via email here. We've got one from Howard in Portsmouth, Virginia, who says, between the time you gear up your marketing and the time you actually make money, how do you pay the staff of assistants who are part of the systems you're putting in place? This gap always frightens me when I consider expanding our business with others who are dependent on our success. Sure. Uh, that's, a, that's a very valid concern. 
Uh, what I tell most people is there's no need to hire assistance until you've completed, I would say, two to three transactions. You've got a feel for, you know, the market that you're in, the niche that you're in. And just what you should do is obviously the biggest trouble that most investors get into is when they get a big profit on a deal, they have a tendency to go out and not reinvest that money back into their business. Uh, that's the biggest problem that I see. So I tell anybody who's a, a student, any investor out there, if they if they profit on a deal, and let's say you make $20,000 on the deal, uh, you got to set aside at least 20, 30% of that money to reinvest back into your business. And that would be you know, any sort of technology that could be an assistant for the next couple months. Uh, the best way to look at it, you know, if you actually are thinking about hiring an assistant, once you've done a transaction or two, you're not taking on, you know, a salary for a year. You're taking on a risk for at least, you know, a month or two of, of salary. You know, that's, that's about the, the only way that you have to look at that person. And if they're not producing, you know, within that time frame, or they don't make your life easier, then obviously you don't have to take on the liability of having an assistant. Uh, you know, if, if you do have a, a level of savviness when it comes to technology, you can always hire a virtual assistant to do some of the little things in your business. They're not going to be in, involved in every area because you do need, you know, people that actually go out and look at properties and or people out in the field. But uh, they can do a lot of the little monotonous marketing activities to taking calls all virtually so you know there's no need to rush into it um but you'll see if you want to make more money and spend less time doing it at some point you're going to want to have an assistant if not a staff to uh, help you out with any sort of real estate transactions you're working on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that idea of of building up to it you know i remember when i when i first started marketing 15 years ago I would sit in front of the TV and hand address postcards while I was watching TV. And in the morning, you know, 30 might go out, 50 might go out. It depended on how much I, time I had. And f it was from those deals that I was then able to start hiring people to do that sort of thing for me. Exactly. The, the idea of, of, you know, having to jump in with both feet and do nine to 10 deals a month starting right now, you know, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't need to be that way. You know, and I, I, yeah. I and, go ahead. And nobody will do that. I mean, no, no, you can't think realistically, you know, no one should be making the claim that you're going to be doing that, you know, within the next couple of months. That's something you just build to just like you're saying, Vina, is, is, you know, some of the more monotonous activities you might have to take on early on, you know, like sitting in front of the TV doing a direct mail campaign. Uh, but, after, you know, putting out signs, advertising your properties for sale, actually going and hanging lock boxes on properties yourself. I mean, those are activities, although, you know, everybody is quick to say, hey, outsource this, do this. You know, it's, it's really sexy to say that. But in reality, when you're starting out, you just, you just need to turn a buck or two. You need to turn a deal or two, put some of that money away, live conservatively for about, you know, five, six months as you build your business. And then you can grow to having some of your uh, minions going out there and doing some of the some of the work for you. So, and when you, you know, that that's great advice. When you are working on your own, leverage is is super important and you get it you get it where you can, which may not be through having your minions. It may be it, it, it it's largely through marketing. I mean, you want to talk about leverage that doesn't require you to pay a salary, marketing at all levels, marketing to buy, marketing to sell, marketing to rent. 
is is like having you know a million of you running around telling people that you buy deals and so you know the importance of marketing whether you're first getting started or whether you're you know you're at the level where you've got other people doing it for you is it's it's the biggest leverage item there is in real estate sure exactly question from William in Atlanta and I knew we were going to get this one he says how do you find leads if you have little or no money for advertising and marketing notwithstanding the obvious like Craigslist and the MLS what are the realistic prospects of finding leads without advertising that's a great question Uh, relationships for us have been the cheapest source of leads for years Uh, you can't expect to go in and just have you know, every REO broker in town all of a sudden catering to you. You know, you have to be realistic about uh, your approach. But over time, that has been our cheapest and most reliable source for quality deals has been the relationships that we form with other real estate professionals. It's not just REO brokers. It's uh, other real estate agents who don't focus on REOs who just do a lot of volume. Uh, if I were to give somebody advice starting out, uh, one of the most valuable things that you can do is find out which realtors in your area are actually doing volume. And what I mean by that is in most multiple listing services, which is where people post properties for sale and what realtors check on a daily basis, they keep statistics of properties that have sold and which agents sold those properties. And you can actually get from a realtor or from the board of realtors a list of all of the top agents in the area, those relationships are valuable because they're the ones who are actively spending a lot of times thousands of dollars a month in marketing uh, for listings and for clients to buy those properties. And those are your relationships that you want to focus on early on. Uh, Mortgage brokers that are actually still in the business can be a source of leads. Attorneys can be a source of leads. Um, so those are those are all things that we focused on early on. I'm just going to save you a lot of time by saying, hey, focus on only the people that are actually out there. You know. You- Whoa! I have totally lost my feet. Oh, totally lost Stan altogether. I'm hearing a dial tone now, so I guess we will have to uh, call him back in. Uh, just a moment and boy if i knew how to turn that off i would do so <laughs> your call cannot be completed <laughs> here comes mike all right so you're listening to real life real estate investing my guest is than merrill we will have him back in just a moment uh remember this that it's been a fun show vina it really has i i feel like i'm i'm bringing this kind of luck with me when i walk into the station today uh remember that than is the keynote speaker on Friday morning at the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association convention that is just coming up in a couple of weeks. It's 79 bucks to attend if you go to wmkvfm.org and make a pledge that way. $99 for two people, worth 10 times the money easily to get this kind of advice for an entire weekend from folks like Than who are doing 100 deals a year. It's, uh, it's good stuff and... Uh, you need to go to wmkvfm.org to pledge and go to OREA, O-R-E-I-A, convention.com to see the full schedule. Just don't hit the register button there. Go to wmkvfm.org to do that. And we are busily trying to get 
fan back on the phone. Let's yeah, let's 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 you know, let's take a break. But we don't panic because this is SOP. No, wait, that's not it. We we don't panic because we're just cool customers. We'll be back right after this. If you have a question, give us a call at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 or send it to askvina at gmail.com. WMKV is proudly supported by the new Kensington Place Apartments at Mabel Knoll Village. The 56 new apartments offer a wide variety of floor plans and access to all the services and amenities available through Maple Knoll Village. The new Kensington Place Apartments, a place to live an active lifestyle in retirement. More information on the new Kensington Place is available at 513-782-2717. The push for Pencils Drive, benefiting crayons to computers, now has bins at area Kroger, Staple, and CVS stores. You can help by donating new school supplies, such as pencils, pens, scissors, and notebooks. Teachers can then get these supplies for students in need at no cost. More information about the push for Pencils Drive can be had at 513-482-3290. Support for WMKV comes from the 20th Annual Ohio Renaissance Festival on State Route 73 in Harveysburg, where you can feast like royalty. The marketplace has over 135 authentic craft shops and nearly 100 entertaining stage shows each day. More information is available at renfest.com or at 513-897-7000. Checking on traffic right now. We have an accident, Mitchell, eastbound near I-75. That's the only accident at the moment. We do have delays, 275 westbound at Mosteller. That, of course, in the construction zone. Also, watch out for slowdown southbound 75, approaching the Brent Spence Bridge. And uh, we also have uh, slowdowns northbound 75 around Mitchell. And again, through the Lachlan area, 71 northbound slows up at the Pfeiffer Merge. Forecast tonight, cloudy skies, a 70% chance of more showers overnight tonight, gradually tapering off. Tonight's low 40 degrees, but then there's a 90% chance of rain tomorrow. So a high of 48 degrees, high of 45 on Friday. Saturday, a high of 45 with a partly cloudy skies, and then Sunday, partly sunny with a high of 55 degrees. I'm Joel Block. And I'm Deborah Bird. We hope you'll join us for Earth and Sky weekday mornings at 6.30 on 89.3 FM. WMKV is your station for big bands and standards. And even though we may not be playing I've Got the Sun in the Morning and the Moon at Night on Earth and Sky. We will bring you news about the sun, the moon, the stars, our Earth, and the environment, including stormy Thank you. 
Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. So this is where we stand right now. <laughs> For folks who were listening before the break, you noticed that we lost Than. When we call him back, we get his voicemail <laughs> and uh, are assuming that his landline has gone out in San Diego. Uh, we do have the theme, Yay! so that works. Although, the, again, the whole screen went blank during the break. So we're just going to shuffle here and say, um, oh, hey, I got an email from Than. He says, what's the phone number to call into the station? What should I tell him? Because apparently his phone isn't working. What number should he call us? What number should he call us? In the meantime, if you'd like to call us with a question, that would just be really welcome. At 772-9658, we're going to have Than call in on the other line. And trying to just multitask like crazy here. This is awesome. We will not be able to take other callers on the 877 number while he's on the line. Okay. Well, hopefully he will be calling in in just a moment, which means you need to send your questions, listeners, via email at askvina at gmail.com. If you'll do that, I can go ahead and ask them of Than, and we will uh, we will muddle through as best we can here. And, and, and I'm developing a theory here because Than was actually scheduled to be on the show about six weeks ago. And I was scheduled to fly back to Cincinnati on a 9 o'clock flight that morning. And my flight got delayed, so I didn't land until 7 o'clock. So we had to tell Than that, the you know, sorry, it's a, it's a uh, uh, problem with the, with the flight. So that got canceled. And now here we are again, and we can't seem to get him. Uh, we're going to go ahead and talk to Steve, though, who's called in on line one. Steve, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Hi, Vina. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, no, thank uh, you for calling. <laughs> <laughs> Mega dittos, Vina. Oh, wrong call. Wrong yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Sorry, wrong um, show. <laughs> the, the reason I was calling, I was wondering uh, for you or if Fan comes on, both of you, if you could answer it, and that is what are two pieces of advice that you end up giving a lot to your uh, students or the people that you are coaching, two things that you find are real common that would help them out that they're doing wrong. Oh, two pieces of advice. It's 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 not so much I think that that we find that people are necessarily doing things wrong, as that they're not doing them at all. And the uh, two pieces of advice that I most commonly find myself giving folks is number one, education is important, but at some point it's got to stop and you got to do it. Because we we see these people who've spent twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars on real estate education without ever having made an offer. If you give get much below much above the thousand dollar point in investing in courses and seminars, and you don't feel like you're ready to make an offer, it's probably you being afraid to make an offer rather than you needing more education. And the other thing that that I tell people an awful lot is to just um, pick a strategy and focus on it. Uh, There's so much good education out there on so many different topics, and and particularly I'm talking about exit strategies here. Am I going to wholesale? Am I going to retail? Am I going to rent? Am I going to do commercial properties? 
Uh, it's so much easier when you're first starting just to do one thing until you get a deal under your belt. I just see people jumping from from thing to thing to thing because they keep thinking the next thing will be easier and it, they won't be as scary. And there's no such thing as the as the no-brainer strategy that, that there's not going to be some fear in going out and doing it initially. Now, having said that, I believe we now have Than on the line again. Than, are you there? Uh, I'm here, Vina. <laughs> I'm not walking around with my receiver anymore. Like an- <laughs> You should see me. I talked for about ten minutes into a into a blank phone. <laughs> well, we knew immediately that you weren't on the line because we uh, heard the whole dial tone and everything. But uh, um, we have Steve on the line, who wants your your best two pieces of advice for the brand new investor. Okay. Um, well, I mean that that's a wide variety. I would say number one, you got to build a buyer's list in today's market. First and foremost, the most uh, advent- the most important asset of your business is the list of investors in your area that you can sell properties to. So I tell people when they're starting out, doesn't matter what niche you're getting into, whether you're into holding rentals, whether you're into rehabbing, whether you're into wholesaling. Uh, in today's market, with the credit market being uh, much more difficult uh, to navigate through to find buyers, you have to focus on building a list. What I mean by a list is an email list and a phone number list of local investors and retail buyers who want to buy properties. That's first and foremost. The, the second thing that I would tell people is, is education is paramount. And um, there's just so many avenues for, for education. You know, I know, the, I, I know the big meeting coming up is one of the best things that you guys do for a lot of new investors starting out. I, number one, encourage you to go to any educational seminar, start out, Start out at your local RIA. Uh, that's where I started getting education, and it's the most valuable thing that I did, period. Thank you very much for your call, Steve. Appreciate you jumping, into, you. <laughs> jumping in to rescue us during that blank spot there. And uh, if you have a question for Than Merrill, uh, can we, which, which line can they dial in on? Just dial in at 513-772-9658 or send us an email askvina at gmail.com that's A-S-K V like in Victor E-N-A at gmail and uh, we actually have another question here Than that uh, I need to move over to my right inbox here um, that starts and I assume you're going to understand this because I don't it says question for the Thanimal I assume that's you no, no, that's that's not me. I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay, somebody's. I, in- I think that was the line that might have been patched in with the last question. <laughs> uh, J- J- this is this is from JC in Las Vegas. He says, "What marketing strategies are working best now for attracting qualified wholesale buyers to deals? Which one should I implement first if I'm not already?" Uh, that is that is that is a great question. I, I know that's probably the line that is patched in that we're hearing right now, maybe from the last caller. Uh, yeah, I, we're not hearing anything on this side. Oh, you're not? No. Okay. Um, well, the best strategy for wholesale buyers is auction. Going to local auctions is by far uh, the best way to find quality buyers because those buyers have checked, they're bidding on property. And they're active in today's market. That's number one. Number two is is setting up a uh, squeeze page for buyers. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I call that is a lead capture website page where you can drive 
travel to get people to join your buyers list for unmarked type properties. So that would be the best two strategies that I would start using right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so auctions and um, the squeeze page for your website that brings people in and then and then captures their information before they're allowed to go any further. Um, and then there's something in here about Conrad letting you wedge yourself into a Mini Cooper. I, the JC apparently knows you because <laughs> none of this makes any sense to me. Uh, you're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm talking today to Than Merrill, and we're going to take another quick break and try and straighten out this phone line problem. Please call in with your questions at 772-9658 or send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. Hey, uh, Than, this is Mike with uh, Vina's program, and I just want to let you know that if we lose you, please call back the same line you just called back before, okay? You want me to call back... uh another line right we we actually have to unplug the phone system and plug it back in so we might lose <laughs> you okay but i'm okay. communicating you over the air so everyone can hear this <laughs> all right we'll be back right after this yes. well, you're gonna hear some music because we can't get our underwriting <laughs> Okay, that little interlude. Uh, let's look at traffic real quick here. I think we might have unplugged the phone system, and we might be back. Okay, uh, no accents right now. 
Uh, weather, it's going to rain. Okay, <laughs> let's get back to, we don't have your theme, but I think uh, your guest is back on the line, and it should sound better. Am I on there? Okay, so now we have the host. We have the guest. I'm, I am here. I, <laughs> Than, I swear to God, <laughs> this has never happened before. <laughs> oh, my. It's like, it's like the uh, phone gods do not want to connect us. Oh, it's not just the phones. The monitors are going down. The headphones were down before. Something, I, did a truck hit the station and we didn't notice? I don't know what's going on here. 15 years I've been doing this show and we've never had these kinds of problems. But we got you back. That's good. That's important. Let's invite listeners one more time to give us a call sure. at 772-9658 or send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. And remind you once again that uh, you're just getting little tastes of all this stuff that Than knows. And if you want the whole story, come to Oria on November 6th, 7th, and 8th. Here in Cincinnati, wmkvfm.org for more information. Jeez Louise. Okay, Than. So um, your your, uh, focus at the Oria convention, because, you know, obviously you could do like a five-day seminar on all the different things you do in your business, but what we decided to have you focus on was how you find the leads to get the nine to 10 deals every single solitary month. And what we keep coming back to is this idea of marketing, marketing, marketing. The, the, the truth is that of all the sellers who are out there, even in this market, something like what 5% of them are actually motivated to sell under a price or terms that a real estate investor can deal with. Uh, that would be a, a very safe estimate to say. I mean, the, the majority of people that are selling their property is not going to be uh, a deal that most investors are going to be interested in. The deals are going to be uh, marginal or they're going to be thin. And then some of the deals just aren't deals at all. And so that's why I tell a lot of investors, you know, starting out, you know, when you do your first direct mail campaign, when you fo- start forming relationships, when you start getting these leads, uh, you know, the two skills that I, if I had to say, hey, this is something that every investor needs to know, it's, it's, it's they need to know how to market. And then the second thing they need to know is to know how to distinguish what is a good opportunity from what is a waste of time. And because you're going to get a lot of sellers who do call you who want retail or they're going to want a price and you're not going to have any idea if that's a deal or not until you actually go out and look at the property, you run comps on the property. And so those are the things that I'm really going to be focusing on, you know, I'm excited to come in and share, you know, what our best strategies that we've been using for the past seven years to bring in these opportunities. Uh, obviously, the, the strategies have changed significantly. When I started out, uh, we didn't do any sort of online marketing. I had a couple websites, but they weren't really doing anything. And now we do a tremendous amount of online marketing. Uh, it's not by any means, you know, limited to just that. I mean, there's a lot of people out there with no technology, you know, no experience with technology, the internet, computers that can start using a lot of tried and true strategies we've been using for years. So I'm just going to be sharing with everybody exactly what we're doing, you know, how many leads we actively get from those types of marketing campaigns that we run, you know, what types of properties are the best to focus on depending on, you know, what niche you want to go into and, and trying to give some people some solutions to getting their first couple deals done uh, instead of beating their head against the wall. So that's that's kind of the focus of uh, my presentation when I'm going to be there uh, at the Oreo. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I'd just like to say for those folks out there who have been beating their heads against the wall, making offer after offer after offer and having them uh, not accepted, that w- when you start marketing, how, however you choose to do that, and we'll, we'll, we'll in the next few minutes here, we'll, we'll give you some ideas about how to do that. But when motivated sellers start calling you, not the folks who are just seeing what you'll pay, not the folks who want top price and it's 2006 price, not 2009 price, but a really motivated seller. The first time you talk to a really motivated seller, your whole your whole outlook changes. You know, the, yeah. the, the, when someone is begging you literally to take their house, I mean, we use that term a lot, but, but truly, some, these sellers are, they're looking for a solution and you're it. And when you're in that position, the deals are really easy. And now the key to marketing is getting as many of those people ringing your phone as possible. Exactly. You're exactly right. And, and folks, it's hard to imagine if you've never done it, but there will be people exactly like Venus saying, who call up, who know their house is worth for more, more, more than they're asking, who literally just have a problem that is happening in their life or with the property that they can't solve, and they don't necessarily want to deal with a realtor. They don't want to list the property. They don't. They just want to get rid of it, and they want to get rid of it now. And there's a tremendous number of opportunities out there uh, like this that you can target. Now, you'll along with that, you're going to have to weed through some of the deals where they're not motivated. And it's just a matter of being able to distinguish what is worth spending your time on and what isn't worth spending your time on. And the way we approach the business is we look at the property, and then every you know every opportunity that comes our way, we give it some time to try to figure out what an ideal exit strategy for that property would be. And if it's worth going to meet with the seller, we'll go meet with the seller right away and make them an offer generally within 24 hours of the lead coming in. And uh, so it's just a matter of, of turning those marketing campaigns on. I mean, consistently for years, uh, direct mail, we have various campaigns that we use have been you know really high performers for us. Uh, we go after the probate list. Uh, We also go after the pre-foreclosure list, Uh, although be prepared if you go after that list, 99% of properties on that list do not have any equity, so you're going to have to negotiate a short sale if you want to create equity in those properties. Uh, But we also go after, you know, niche lists, uh, free and clear non-owner occupied homeowners. That's been a great list. Uh, Bankruptcy list has been another solid list for us. Uh, that we go after. And another one that a lot of people don't target is fire damage properties. That has been just a great source of leads for us for years. And that's because those sellers, a lot of times that have those fire damage properties, I mean, think about it. Most of the time they're rentals. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, they either have a room fire or the whole house, you know, has a, a whole house fire. They, they just want to collect their insurance check and they want to sell the property. Uh, the only caveat with that is sometimes you're going to have to wait until they collect that insurance check or you're going to have to help them navigate through that process uh, before you actually close on that property. But that can be a tremendous uh, opportunity that a lot of people just ignore. And that's really important for our new investors to go into a market and figure out your competitive advantage and how you can find deals that other people aren't paying attention to. And so uh, those are those are a couple of good opportunities that we've been exploring for for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And Dan, you just covered just a, a whole bunch of stuff there in like in like two minutes. A bunch of really good ideas 
for targets. Now, one of the things that I think a lot of real estate investors miss in the whole marketing thing is that there's there's people who are motivated and you need to let them know that you buy houses, but the message really goes beyond that and is targeted for each of those different kinds of lists. A guy who's inherited a property halfway across the country has different problems than the guy who lives in the house but he's in pre-foreclosure and the 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 development of the message is important. You don't just scratch out a few lines on a postcard and call it good. Exactly. Your and how you handle the situation when it comes in is just as important. Uh, you know, for a probate property, you have to expect to deal with multiple heirs. Uh, you're not going to be dealing a lot of times with just one person. There's going to be maybe two to three different decision makers that you're going to have to work with. Uh, but you're right. The first thing is you got to target the message towards the the channel that you're using to find deals. Uh, so when you're going after a probate list, it's a very different situation. I mean, if somebody's just passed away in their life, how you target them and how you handle them when they actually contact you is very different from somebody who's about to lose their house in two months uh, versus a fire damage property versus uh, you know, a home that's owned free and clear. I mean, that's a very different type of seller. Uh, so the marketing message has to be geared towards that seller. The same thing when you're marketing, when you're trying to form relationships with real estate professionals, the way you handle uh, the, your marketing to them, and your marketing to them could be a phone call. It could be a phone call that you're picking up and how you, basically, you know, if you're working with other professionals, the main thing that you have to answer is how are they getting paid? They need to be clear on what are the benefits to working with you. Do you bring them more benefits than, say, another investor, or do you offer something that another investor or another person doesn't offer? And so, you know, for example, when I'm dealing with agents, a lot of times I, I let them know, hey, you're going to get both sides of the commission working with me. Well, now I've answered one of the biggest questions that they have in their head, which is what's the benefit to working with Fan Merrill? You know, and so... Those are, those are all things you have to consider, and you're exactly right. Being a t- you got to target your marketing first. The second thing is, is you got to be compelling the message it goes out. And the third thing is, and the most important, is how does it get out there consistently? Because if you don't have frequency, you, know, you can't expect to do one postcard campaign and have you know, 30 deals for the next year. I and, mean, that's, and Than, we're just going to have to get you to promise to reveal all of that to the folks who... <laughs> come to ORE in a couple of weeks because we are unfortunately out of time again wmkvfm.org to get discounted tickets to the upcoming OREA convention don't miss it if you're not convinced by our guests over the course of the last 10 weeks that you're going to get a whole lot more than $79 worth of education well then I don't know what to say to you don't miss the Cincinnati Rea meeting tomorrow night, candidate night, and silent auction. Please uh, attend that to let our candidates know that we are serious about uh, our politics here in real estate. And we will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. This is WMKV, Reading, Ohio. We join Fox 19 News and Progress. They, they claim they painted a clear picture of the sexual appetite that Dr. Mark Blankenberg has for young teenage boys. This case is about Dr. Mark Blank.